taking this down, but they're looking for the killer blow. That's it, back of the end zone. Dagger! He's looking. Jamil's coming. Jamil's coming. He's moving. He's, moving. He's got him. That, he's got him. He's got him. It was caught, but Jed has called the sack. Incomplete. He called the sack. It's two points to the hammerhead. An unbelievable sack there by Jamil. Yeah. The last game of the day, and it's caught, and it's in. It's a touchdown. I said it's a, a touchdown. The last score. play of the game. Last the clock play. is at zeros. That's it. Your Swansea Hammerheads are advancing to the Division One final, having knocked off the two seed and having knocked off the one seed. Alan Young, you look absolutely stunned. What do you mean by live? Genuine live? Yes. We're broadcasting. Hello, radio! <laughs> and now, a new episode of The Way We HNC It. Yes, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of The Way We HNC It. Hopefully, you've all had an incredibly enjoyable festive period for those that uh, participate. And let me start by introducing you all to a man who you have missed recently. Welcome back. Happy New Year to Mr. Greg Sim. Yeah. Happy New Year, Bez. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very well, thank you. And uh, I'm very glad to see just before we get going because Mr. Anderson has received a lot of fans for his choice of pizza, Udi. Um, you are okay. currently sporting a gorgeous uh, unicorn donut cookies. No, no, stars. just unicorns. Unicorns and stars. Um, uh, looks very cozy. It is a um, baby blue. I would say baby yeah. blue with uh, some pink unicorns. Yeah, yeah, it's it's oh. quite the look. It's very much very comfy. I've actually had to steal it back from the dog because mm -hmm. she's kind of used it as a uh, almost like a bed. Mm. So in March, it, it may look good, but I can tell you one thing: it does not smell great. But <laughs> we are in the midst of January. It's cold. It's dark. I just need it some water. It's dark and cold up here in the HNC uh, recently. I'm not sure what the official time is today, but for us, the sun went down today. I think it was 15.27 the sun disappeared today. <laughs> so uh, I I can neither confirm nor verify that because I was stuck at work. So by the time I, I turned up at work, it was dark. And by the time I left, it was dark. Yeah. And red, which was tremendous. So it was a little morale booster when you walk out the door and it's pissing the rain. I did look at something a little while ago and we've already gone completely tangential on this show. Um, I looked at it the other day and it was something like at the, like the South coast of England. So our good friends, the Chichester Sharks, like it's genuinely something like they get an extra like hour of sunset or something. I can't remember. Well, there has there not been discussions about having a time difference during winter or, or something like that? So they're right. Southampton today, sunset, 16.13. And then... Oh, full extra hour. Granton on Spey was 15.44. So half an hour extra they got. 
I got half okay. an hour extra today. So lucky devils, eh? Lucky devils. I hope they spent it wisely. Carpe <laughs> diem, eh? Carpe uh, diem. Hopefully, you're all enjoying your sunlight. Um. So, hey, all adds up. All adds up. If it helps. So, how? Yeah, how's it going, Greg? I'm not shared a football pitch with you since the quake. Oh, crikey. And what was that? September? September? October? Um, I don't even know if I've actually... Have Have I actually seen you since then? Um, must have done. I'm not entirely sure. You, you may have... You may, no, because... You were meant nah, to... because you dingy the words night, so... Uh, yeah. Because well, uh, you had a lovely stay in a hotel in Aberdeen. I did. Um, and we were meant to be up for dinner, but we never did. We never did. We never did. So, um, oh, so it's lovely to see you again. It is lovely to um, see your face again. And and life is just going. It just goes. Well, I mean, you do have a tiny child so now. So. It does. Yeah. She's been a bit of a riot. I'm, I'm trying to keep the noise down a little bit. Um, so if I'm a bit quieter than people are used to, it's probably because of that. Probably because uh, of the tiny child. Well, what we, sh- what we should do now then is we should do the loud bit of the show and play the Greg with the News theme tune. Greg with the News. So... Although I've not been on the show, I have been paying a little bit of attention. Not a huge amount, a little bit. You guys obviously done a fantastic job on the ladies' finals, um, which, unless you're living under a rock, was won by the nine-time national champions. Now, nine times. Coventry Cougars. Open bracket, nine, close bracket. Yep. Do you know? Do you know how many that equals? Since we're at the start of January, it is almost national championship in obviously college football right now. That's true. The Michigan Wolverines, who are going to be in the national championships, they also have nine championships. Ooh. So the Coventry Cougars are as good as the Michigan Wolverines. There you go. That Ooh. is a, that is a fun fact that I did not know. There you go. Yeah, no, they were. It was a. It was. It was a spectacular. Once where it was a spectacular day, um, at, at Ravens Craig, we were treated to some. Like, it started off so good. So the very first game, on pitch one, our pitch, the show pitch, was Samurai and Amazons. Um, that was a one point thriller. That was a 13-12 one point game. Um, when it ended over on the other pitch, the Manchester Titans and Sacks in the City went to overtime, so we got to stream that. Um, with the Titans winning 13 12 in the extra point shootout. Um, and then in the, the quarterfinals, um, the Titans went 18 nil up against the Giants, but then the Giants came roaring back, showing their class. To get to get a 26 18 win um on the the lead samurai got a 
safety to go and the Coventry Cougars got a touchdown and that was it. It was a 6-2 win for the Coventry Cougars over on that pitch, which had all kinds of chaos going on um, over, over on that. Um, and then we had the plate tournament with the Amazons and the Titans. That was a one-point game. Um, the Titans went for two at the end to win it and missed it, um, which put the Amazons into the plate final. Um, Saxon the City on the other side, they did a did a job on the Samurai for a twenty five six win, um, and then the Amazons managed a thirty two to six win on the live stream. Um, in the plate tournament, they were phenomenal in that um, in that match. Um, but to be fair to Saxon the City, they Ironman the whole thing, five players the whole day. So like massive credit to them just for making the uh the the plate final. Um so I think they went home kind of relatively happy with what they'd managed to to achieve there. Um over on the national championship game, uh we got to see the pirates take on the Giants um and what was a very, very controlled performance from the number one seed, 20 to 6 win. Um didn't kind of explode the way that we maybe thought they would, um, but they eased out to a good score. The Coventry Derby might be... Coventry Derby has potential to be like the must-watch game for the next couple of years. Like, it was tight in the regular season, first game of the year, playoffs... 14-12 to the Cougars. In the end, uh, extra points make the difference. Um, Panthers then went on to get their playoff win in the final 27-14 to over the Giants. Um, and then, yeah, we all know that in the uh, in the final, the, the Cougars played not far off the perfect game, 21-6. Uh, to be the nine-time nine-time national champions. Um, uh, what a day. What a day. What a day. I mean, that is, that is a lot of information you've just came out with there, Bez. Take a breath. Scores on the doors. Sit back. That final really was actually a great game to watch. Um, it was incredibly tense in that first half. Incredibly oh. tense. There was that quarterback change at the start of the second half that just obviously, I think, changed the game enough. Yeah, gave them yeah. a little bit, gave them just that little edge that then pushed them just beyond. Um, and then the controversial ejection as well. Um, yeah, I actually haven't. They're coming towards death. I actually haven't finished watching all of the, because uh, I like to watch them back and see like where I was speaking. Too much crap and too far away from my phone, not close enough to the <laughs> I mean, microphone. A little bit of self-assessment there, is it? Yeah, I mean, like you've got to, you know, like we're getting of asked course. to do stuff like this more and more and more. So we want to make it as good as it can as we can be. Unfortunately, um, like shout out to Tree, because he's not here. But like we had there was a there was a moment in the first half of the first game where it all came like minutes away from crumbling down so for those of you that were watching us right at the beginning 
there was an audio issue where um basically our words were about 30 t- between 10 and 30 seconds ahead of what was happening um yeah. and eventually the stream completely froze it knocked us offline we managed to get it back it knocked us offline again um so what we did was we basically the the public so when we've done it before at Ravens Creek, we've had access to essentially, I guess, staff Wi-Fi. Not many people on it, super stable. That was not even an option this year. It did not exist on the drop down where you can see everyone's, you know, you see all the available networks didn't even exist for us to try and connect to or ask for permission to connect to. So we did everything off of the public leisure center Wi-Fi, which meant that the bandwidth required to have everything running the way we wanted to was basically just the wi-fi couldn't handle it unfortunately um it was so shaky and unstable that we had to pull right back on replay um the software that we're going to use in order to dial in the sideline reporter that we were really excited about um was blocked by the (laughs) leisure by the yeah um yeah by the the council wi-fi weren't allowed on it um, but it didn't it took us a while to work that one out um yeah so we, that's why we ended up basically doing like booth cam field cam and uh scores and graphics basically we had everything else that we got really excited about we'd spoken about before we'd written the blog about we were completely let down by um the out of our hands wi-fi now the technical wizardry of Stuart Anderson, the stream master, basically kept us online. Like there was a genuine point where I was like, we're gonna have to put a post out saying we can't do this. Um and we didn't in the end. We got we got it back and it and it worked. Um and so yeah, so shout out to Tree for for handling all of that. And um also a massive shout out to Mark uh Komhara, who um gave us a proper broadcast camera for the first time. So the last couple of years, people that have followed the stream and what you've been watching has essentially been a like handheld, like, you know, family video camera on a tripod, essentially what it is. It's the only way I can kind of explain it, like a handy cam thing. Um, Yeah, this year we had a, you know, Comhara Media, very nice of them, gave us a, media quality camera um and tom tom clark manned it all day um and i've never seen him when it came to take the thing apart to take it off its stand i've never seen him more scared of breaking something in my life um <laughs> thankfully it went back into its nice padded briefcase <laughs> i was going to say of all the was, people who put in charge of that thing that, that um, right there is the biggest risk i've ever heard of you take yeah, so Mark Mark came down beforehand, got it all helped get it all set up. We um you know did some slight adjusting to the Ravens Craig safety netting in order to be able to shoot through it. Um and yeah, the only problem we ended up having with field angle was when we tried to show a touchdown in the corner of the other <laughs> pitch and there was a massive yellow girder in the way. Um but to be fair, that was a pitch that we weren't supposed to be showing. And uh, yeah, we basically managed to get to the end zone line and no further. So um, <laughs> yeah, so without those guys, like it really, really doesn't happen. So 
very, very grateful to them. And then obviously grateful to all the players in the day that put on like an epic, epic show um, and did not. It made our lives very, very easy. Um, but yeah, the what final? What final? And it was really good. I was really good. And credit to the to the Cougars, you know, like yeah, Millie coming on in the second half changes changes that game. Um it, it just gave that offense just that extra little dynamic, didn't it? They just Yeah. You had Absolutely. Kelly back there, you just seemed to be missing a, a wee spark, and then obviously it, it, it was just there in the second half. They just they had a little bit more composure with pushing the ball a bit further down the field and you could just see it. It just things seemed to work a little bit smoother. Yeah, there was um yeah. It was it was a brilliant it was a brilliant, brilliant final. And um spoke since spoken to some of the, the pirates staff and some of the players and you know they're quite rightly immensely proud of what they achieved over the over the season. Um and it's it's very difficult to to beat an opponent when they play that well. Um you know, um, it was good for, I think it was good for the world to meet Abby Coleman for the first time. I know that many people in Scotland are very familiar with her work, both um, with the Pirates, with the team that won gold at the European Youth Flag. Um, yeah, she's played Winter League with with uh, Rex's Midnight Runners. Um, yeah, so I think people are... are Kind of more, much more aware of her than than, uh, than they were now, which is which is great to see. Um, and yeah, keep an eye out on those Cougars because they were not, you know, it was not the Cougars team that we're used to seeing. There was a couple of names that were not there. Um, so with a with a their eyes set on double digits next year, will be uh, it'll be very very interesting season with the continued rise. Of the Panthers with the the Pirates, they now know they can go out there, they can get a one seed, they can make a final. That's a huge hurdle, you know. Um, yeah, it's great because it, it it helps sort of. You know, we've been talking a lot about how the game's growing and we're kind of seeing progress, and I think this is the next sort of stage of that sort of competitiveness within that ladies division is seeing the fact that it's going to be about four, maybe five teams that really can put on a, a bit of a challenge um, on any given day. So it's it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic for if, again, we're asked to, to do, we do a broadcast for the finals next year. It's, we'll hopefully get to see a few more upsets in the same way in that we do with the national finals. You know, that some of the some of the best sort of clips you get from that is when you do get those moments of... of uh, Oh boy! Exhilaration, <laughs> you know, of, of teams managing to to upset the apple cart, and um, as the the women's game develops, and you've got to start to see that sort of depth of competition, it's going to make it fantastic. Yeah, and there seems to be on kind of social media, there seems to be a. I think we're right on the edge of, like, an explosion in teams, you know, like. Whether they're ready for the league or not next year, I don't know. But um, the uh, oh, I'm going to butcher where they're from now. I'm going to look them up. But um, <laughs> I saw that the the West Lancashire Serpents were looking at uh, um, you know, they were recruiting for a for a women's team. Um, the 
the the I don't know where the Huskies are from. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, Chester in Chester, there's a team called the Huskies. They are massive. They're really looking forward to to recruiting for for their team. Obviously, we've got 13 teams in the league already, so that rounds you out to 15. Do you start to get into groups of five or you know seven and eight? Like you know geographically, like where do we start to go here? Um, and there's probably a whole bunch of other teams that we we're not aware of. So quite possibly, and that's that's when you get the that's good questions and good headaches to have. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Aberdeen have been chatting about getting a getting a, a women's team together. Um, you know, so there's the the uni team in Edinburgh, the Kelpies. So there's like four straight off the bat that I can think of off the top of my head. So I'm I have no doubt that there are other teams that are pushing the pushing that as well. So could get very exciting, very very quick. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fantastic final showpiece for the end of the 2023 season and huge amount to look forward to for 2024 then. Oh, absolutely. I think that's a nice way to wrap that one, is it? I think that's a very good way to round that one off. Um, good, positive New Year show. Hey, positivity. Who knew we had that in us? Um, okay, so moving on then. Swiftly moving on. Swiftly moving on. And... We're a couple of weeks away from one of the biggest tournaments in Europe, really. Yeah, we are already. With the turn of the the turn of the calendar, brings with it flagging New Year, as it always does. Absolutely, Happy New Year! It's flagging New Year, and this is a a goodie. Oh yes, oh yes. This so the draw has been made. The so draw all teams who have been obviously. Uh, all the teams who have put themselves forward for now know their fate in terms of the groups. Um, it's obviously on Turnify. Will we be able to? Yeah, we'll throw that in the dis- yeah. we'll throw that in the description. Yeah, lovely stuff. So everyone who probably watched it anyway, or someone from their team probably watched it and has put out that information already. If not, go ahead, have a look, find out who you're going to play. Take us through it, Bess. So we will do. What are you looking forward to? We will do a full flagging New Year preview episode next week, and uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll get our first guest of the year on for that one because that's always a good show. That is always a good show. Flagging New Year preview is always a good show. So we'll uh, we'll see what we can do there. Um, but this year is interesting because it's start. We're starting to see the proper post-COVID return of international teams. It's starting to get. Pretty, pretty good. So, hey, talk to me. Talk group to one, me, group one, third best team in the country. Rangemouth Broncos, home squad, first out of the pot, first name drawn. Group one, team one, Rangemouth Broncos. Utrecht Dominators coming back. We know them well. They come every year. Great crowd, great team. Edinburgh Outlaws slotting in there as the next kind of. Uh, as the next Scottish team in the tournament. Newly crowned back-to-back, like 30 rounds of overtime, Emerald Bowl champions all the way over from Ireland. The South Dublin Panthers are back. Good to see them back. We've got the Chichester Sharks in that group, and we've got Bold City College from the United States of America 
So whenever... Old City College. Old City College. No idea. But whenever an American team comes over, we get damn excited. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing them seeing them in action of course we were expecting a lot of very fast people and uh, a lot of athletes <laughs> from from that team which brings us beautifully onto group two we where we have uh only one scottish team in group two which is always exciting for them so that's the glasgow killer bees um, we're going to have the Newcastle Blackhawks, who are basically a HMC team at this point. They are they are great pals, um, and uh, yeah, we always see them at Winter League. So teams that know each other quite well. Uh, the Manchester Titans, um, fourth in Baffa this year, um, coming back into Group Two, um, and then we have the first and fifteen Mercenaries. Uh, so who knows what they'll bring? Um, but they've got themselves a little a couple of bits of silverware. At recent tournaments, so we're looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing them in in Group Two, and then we've got two teams that have similar but different questions to Greg. Number one, the boys from the Netherlands, which I think are the guys behind Monkeys with Attitude, but I might be wrong. Um, yeah. But we've got the boys, a, another Dutch team, and then we've got Air Assault. Now, who, who on earth would be behind Air Assault? So, I did some digging into Air Assault, and they seem to have links to a team called Mayhem and a guy named Bobby Black, which leaves me with a question. Who the fuck is Bobby Black? <laughs> Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Um, so... Um, yeah, if anybody wants to answer that question, who the fuck is Bobby Black, then uh, yeah, let us know. <laughs> um, I mean, it's great to see that, you know, New Year and the, the family show etiquette straight out the window yet again, thanks to you, Flag and New Year and certain people's presence. Yeah, New Year's, New Year, same shenanigans. Um, so yeah, Bobby and the Mayhem, the Air Assault will be uh, making their return to Group 2. Um Group number three. In fact, are you sure? Are you sure Bobby's going to be involved with that? I'm not sure. I just, I just, that's they were, they because were originally the, the last... mayhem and then they changed their name. That was all. Well, yeah, because I, I don't know if he is I mean, actually the last coming. I heard, no, I think the last I'd heard, uh, the last I'd spoken to the guys from Mayhem was yeah. that he was actually on a new assignment. He's oh, on a new no. posting. Oh, yeah. Well. So he's no longer. I don't know when this posting was due to begin, but I don't think he's in Germany anymore, Bez. Oh, that is... He's uh, got a really, really tough gig. Oh, really God. tough gig. Oh, where the, he's not... There. Oh, Diego Garcia. <laughs> he's um, been shipped out to Hawaii. Oh, dear. Oh, well. Thoughts and... <laughs> thoughts, thoughts, thoughts and prayers. Thoughts, prayers on Aloha's for Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Indeed, yeah. So it, it might well be a case of it's uh, little Bobby that's um, quarterbacking for that team. Yeah, yeah. Oh dear, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's a good thing for anyone in Group Two. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you're still going to have the same problems. You're still going to have they a might lot be a little, of problems. They may uh, be a bit chaotic, but they're always fun to play. They're all they're a lot of fun, fun to watch. Um. So yeah, Group Three. Um. Only one Scottish team 
in group three, that's us. That's the all cats. Hello. Um, hello. We've got the Craig Avon Cowboys from Northern Ireland. Yep. Um, we've got the Dutch Mambas from the Netherlands, who are the other team that oh, I think one one of the teams, it's either them or the boys, are monkeys with attitude, I think, based like loosely horror-wise. And I can't remember which one it is, which way around it is. So either way, a fun Dutch team. Um, the Salford Scorpions are in there. Um, and then we've got the the question on everybody's mind. Are the Oil Cats and the Crows the new Hornets and Kings? Because the Crows and the Oil Cats will meet once more in uh, the 12-minute format in a good battle. And everyone will be united to try and defeat one team in this group. I'm not sure how easy that's going to be for anyone, but the GB Silver Lions are also the headliner in Group 3. Uh, so, sure. yeah, that's... Uh, that's Big fish. Big fish, big, exciting group there. Um, likely to be a battle for second place, but what a battle that is going to uh, that is going to turn out to be. Fair comment. Fair comment. Indeed. Um, <laughs> yeah, what a, what a battle um, that's going to be. And plenty of friends of the show in that group. So we're, uh, yeah, it should be fun to see everyone again. Which brings us to group number four, uh, where we have a very very interesting group the battle to get out of this group is going to be glorious so we've got new premiership team the murray distillers are in group four uh we've got the border city centurions in group four as well and then we have the national championship runner-up glasgow hornets we have the national championship plate winners, the Reading Devils. We have the, we have the former national championship plate winners, the North Ants Titans. And we have an exceptional team off of France in Kalikaku. Now, they'll be great on the Saturday. On the Sunday, they will be they will they will go down with the designation of questionable, depending on how their Saturday night goes. Well, those un- guys, those guys love a party. Well, unfortunately for everyone in Group Four, all of the group games are on the Saturday. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So to me, that is just that's a, such a glorious group. Um, the uh, I've spoken to a few of the Kalakaku guys before, and I think what what was the uh, there's a criteria that you must meet to be to be allowed to play for Kalikaku. Okay. And it's one... Does it involve pints? One is be a good player. Of course. Two is just be generally sound. Be sound. person. Three is you must love a party. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's it. Like, nice. Brilliant. Fantastic. These guys uh, first came across them in Big Bowl couple of years back now mm. and they were out today i think it was like three four in the morning and they'd stayed out camping and i mean yes they, they were outside camping where they yeah, yeah, yeah. yes and yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. they announced the game and they like rolled down the zipper of the, the, the tent and kind of poked their heads out and were like oh no oh dear <laughs> literally as it like 
we'd been out doing a proper warm up and everything like that, and they kind of stumble across, and you could smell the drink. Superb, absolutely superb. And they still balled out. And they still balled out because that's what they do. So yeah, exactly. They'll yeah, be good fun to watch. They are in, they are Group Four. Um. So yeah, really, really looking forward to seeing kind be- of. How they get how that group shakes out, and and not to get too far into like the analysis of it because we obviously want to leave some stuff for next week. We'll leave some content for next week. Yeah, absolutely, but it'll be interesting to see which of the Reading Devils and the Mercenaries that you get BT twelve playing for actually, because mm. obviously Pink Bull he it was Reading Devils, wasn't it? And he ended up going and winning that. Yeah, so they won pink ball with that, and then he was he was quarterbacked the, the mercenaries when they went and won the tournament that they won recently. Yeah. So, and obviously with um, the silvers being in Group Three, I would imagine that you've got a few of the few of the lads um, from the Devils, obviously playing with them. Yeah, and what's very interesting is that. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like A plays B and B plays C. (gasps) So like, if you want to get really, really, if you want to get, yeah. Silver Lions against the Devils. The Devils come, you know, because you're assuming assuming that the Lions are going to win that, right? Which means that the, which means that the self-proclaimed GB bronze Reading Devils might end up playing the GB Silvers in the the quarterfinals. Oh, that is a matchup I want to see. So, oh, that could be great. Yeah, GB GB silver versus GB bronze. Oh, let's go. Let's absolutely. Let's get go. into it. Oh. So, yeah, we'll preview we'll preview the whole show, the whole tournament next week. Um, we'll do a proper show for it. We'll get very excited. We'll do some research. We'll maybe try and get some guests. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll I'll, I'll make a few inquiries and see what we can get in terms yeah, of hyped. as well. Yeah, hyped. Ah, oh, fantastic! That's brilliant. Well, how how on earth do we follow that? So, well, there's another. There's more tournament news. Oh, there is actually. Yes, yes. Sorry, we're still actually on the news items, aren't we? We we are technically still on the news items. Yeah. Wait, what? A half an hour, almost forty minutes into this, and we're still on the news. Still with the news. Um, so this one's actually intriguing. I know very little about this. I seen a quick. I actually did see an advert for it up on Facebook. I think it was. I think it went into the um, British American people chat. Um, but Wes, I suspect you know a little bit more than I do about a certain event called Flagapalooza. Flagapalooza, yeah, absolutely. So, um, Flagapalooza is being put together by. Uh, our, our friends at the Cheltenham Neptunes. Um, they have weaseled their way in, done some serious <laughs> networking and businessing and... Uh, businessing? Is that, is, that's is te- that... That, that is the technical corporate word for it. Okay, cool. Nice. As you know, as a serious, as a serious man of corporations and business... And businessing is, uh, is the way to make things. Businessing is one of your favorite hobbies these days, isn't it? I am a t- I am top businesser. Um, so, um, yes, they have manipulated their own fate to get in with the Cheltenham Sevens Festival. Um, 
for those that are unaware of the Cheltenham Sevens Festival, um, it's a pretty big thing. Like, it's probably the second, uh, like, biggest sporting event in Cheltenham. It's certainly, I've only heard of two. Um, one of them is the ponies. <laughs> one of them. I was like, why would you put two big sporting events in Cheltenham? But yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of them, one of them is the is the uh, the annual mortgage payment, and the other one is uh, the Cheltenham <laughs> Sevens. Um, and yeah, basically, it's a music and sports festival. So they obviously have like the classic. Uh, rugby sevens, fancy dress, party stand, eating, drinking, having a just a super time. Um, and they also kind of have like uh, I think last year they had like a celebrity game. Um, and oh, but they do like eleven kind of they do like a whole bunch of different sports. Like there's functional fitness events. There's like freaking. Uh, they do like one of those like powder color powder fun run things, um, wow. like elite rugby, um, and then so like actually an men's and women's social rugby. Yeah, yeah. So it, it ends up being like um, I'm pretty sure there ends up being like eight thousand to ten thousand people there. Um, music, camping, the whole lot. So it's like a big deal. Um, and basically the guys at the at the tunes have turned up the tunes and worked out how to get flag football on the docket for this year. So it is flag fives, standard flag fives rules. Um, it's looking like there's going to be a cash prize pot um, for the teams that wins 20, 20 male mixed, uh, eight women. Uh, okay. men's mixed over two days women's on the sunday um and yeah 19th and 20th of july in cheltenham um stay camp party play um all that, that kind of stuff like, that sounds like it could be pretty awesome actually. this could be amazing um so Especially when you start thinking about the size of the event as well, it's a, it's a, it's a if it's run if they, if they manage to get this right and knowing the company, it's, it's huge. It could be a huge opportunity. Yeah. So we're um, yeah, we're gonna get um some of the guys on to come and plug basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> so they'll be they'll be coming on to tell ever tell us and everyone um much much more about it in the in the future. Um, places are possibly going to go on sale next week. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so it's going to be £150 for a team of seven. Um, and then an extra 40 quid for every additional player. That will include your entry to the festival for the whole weekend, as well as playing in the tournament and everything that goes with that. Um, and if you want to camp out in the festival field, it's just going to be an extra tenner. Um, you will be able to, so when you first register, you can register for seven. If more people want to join your team further down the line, um, you can just pay for them as you go up until a cutoff or the fest the festival as a whole reaches capacity. Okay. So there is a line there where you have to be kind of, you know, you get seven and then after that, you're going to have to get in 
at a certain point, it's not going to be something where, you know, like you rock up on the day. Your mate Dave can rock up and play for you on the day if someone else hasn't dropped out. So sorry, Dave. Sorry, Dave. You're you're good, but you should have been more organized. <laughs> um so so yeah, that's that. But they're gonna put a full kind of frequently asked questions up on that's gonna go up on the Cheltenham Sevens Festival website. It's cheltenhamsevensfestival.co.uk. Easy. Um, flag a palooza on Instagram or just check out any of our social media um, and we'll the link will be there to, to link to them um, and yeah we're going to be doing a lot of coverage um, as we as we get closer to the event and yeah obviously Maybe. remember if you are hosting an event um, send us the information for it and you will get a plug like this one so um, yeah but no like on the on the kind of on the surface on the on the initial announcements and stuff looks like it could be very very good fun so certainly yeah absolutely and you know what i might have a sneaky little look and see a little bit more about the actual festival as a whole because it sounds like it could be it's, pretty awesome yeah. yeah i mean it sounds like it would be a pretty like a pretty daft weekend anyway like i don't know how many people that are listening to us have ever been to a rugby sevens weekend it's an absolute riot. So um, I was going to say, it sounds like a perfect Kalakaku weekend. It does sound like a perfect Kalakaku weekend. So maybe we should chat to them next week. Um, yeah, like even the Rugby Sevens at like World Series level, there's always a fancy dress stand. Like you'll be playing in like Cape Town, you know, in the Springbok Stadium. Or so, so the, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. it's the Rugby Sevens. Is that like a high level sort of event? I don't know how... Like who plays in it or is it... I don't know how high level like the the rugby sevens will be at Cheltenham. Um, they do have a thing that's called rugby elite. So I'm guessing, I don't know, maybe kind of. I don't know. I if you don't know, you if you don't know, you don't know. That's, I don't know. That's fine. Um, we can find out more when we you come know, back. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything right, similar right. to like, I mean, like if it's anything similar to like the sevens at Melrose, there have been like you know, like professional players turn up, but like what is essentially an amateur event. Um, so could be, could be very exciting to watch that as well as obviously have essentially a captive audience of 8,000 people around a flag football pitch. Um, it could be, could be a lot of fun. So um, also, as you say on a, I'm just on the website now. Um, apparently the, uh, the event is proudly sponsored by Jägermeister. Which I think is probably what they should have put on the flyer. To be honest, that should have been the first thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, hundred percent. There's going to be certain people who will be forgoing the cash prize in terms of the equal amount of Jägermeister. If your quarterback throws a bomb, you have to do one. <laughs> I mean, there's a podcast team going. There is no, there is no, maybe there is no, there is no longer. This is no longer a family show. <laughs> Three swears and some Jaeger bombs. This is definitely no longer a family show. <laughs> Welcome to the new year. Welcome to the new year. Um, but yeah, that's that's Flagapalooza. So when we find the kind of opening date, we'll share it. Flagapalooza will share it. But make sure you give them a follow on Facebook. Uh, no, not Facebook on Instagram. Um, and have a look at the Cheltenham Sevens as well to see if it sounds like your cup of tea. 
but yeah, I think that's that's all the information I have. And maybe I have more. I'm sorry if you sent me more, Ben, but that's <laughs> the broad strokes are covered and my phone's got but without pay- battery left. Without, with, without paying for the plug. <laughs> yeah, that's what, yeah, that's what you get for a free plug, right? Um, There's going to be some adverts in between the plug unless you pay for it. You need it's a premium service, that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sign up for our only flags and uh, you'll be able to get a little bit more for, for that. Oh, DDB. Hashtag only flags. Hashtag the way we hate to see it. Um, I found a debt. That's it. You never know what you're going to get for that pop. Uh, what else right. is going on in the wide world of flag football? What else? Been that? I'm not entirely sure. There's a winter league this weekend. There is also there is. a winter league this weekend. Um, so, what's this week four? Mm, sure. Yeah, it's week four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? It's hard because the the teams that have to travel further so far have been given uh, buys and stuff. So, um, this week the Centurions are on their buy, um, which leaves all the other teams kind of with something to play for, um. This is the last round of the regular season. So the group, the kind of the knockout phase is just a four or five split. Um, so the top four will go into the championship group. The bottom four will go into kind of the plate group. So at the moment, your top four are Top Gun, Glasgow, Grangemouth, and the Border City Centurions. However, the Centurions have played 16 games. All the other teams have only played 12 um, and Aberdeen, Newcastle, and the Cobras have only played 10. Okay. Um, which I'm guessing means that Aberdeen, Newcastle, and the Cobras are all playing six games on the bounce uh, this weekend. So um, there might be, be a few some, tired legs. There might be some tired leggies by the by the end of that. Um, so Top Gun and Glasgow Flag Football are way in front, 36 and 30 points, respectively. The Colts sitting pretty happily. In in third, they've got four games left. They're on 21 points. Border City on 19. Be honest. The Raptors are on 15. The Chargers are on 18. And even Aberdeen are on 13. With so with enough games to go that all of them could pass Border City. I don't think all of them will, because those teams are all going to play each other. Um, but I think Border City will be. I mean, I don't even think it's possible for them to hold on to fourth. So they're probably going to drop out. So it'll be the, the Chargers and the Raptors and Aberdeen um, on 18, 15 and 13, respectively, looking to pinch that final spot um, with with Newcastle and the Cobras. Uh, they are in eighth and ninth, respectively, on three points each with, with one win and nine losses. So yeah, we'll just kind of we'll see how see how that goes. The next time out for Winter League is going to be um at the beginning of February at Rams Craig. That's going to see the return of junior winter league. Um so we're going to see the under 16s kind of back in action. Um and then there'll be the the kind of the proper the proper uh the final round, I guess, as it were. 
um, in, uh, I think that's in March. I think it's the first weekend of March for that one. Which would be pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, I'll try and get the game picks out. Um, or the game, the total games, one pick game. Never really found a good way of describing what, what it is this year. Um, missed the last round, basically. I totally forgot what league was on. Hmm. I have no excuse. I have no excuse. I literally just, like, someone sent me a message being like, are you I appreciate to-? the honesty. <laughs> so I got, I got a text from like, here, you win league today. And I was like, no, no, I am on my sofa. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll get the game picks out, um, and we'll 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 uh, we'll see how everybody gets on for that. And I think that is most of the flag football news. However, we did talk about a game that you uh, that you found already. Oh, <laughs> well, yes. And I've yes. had an idea about the game. That, that concerns me because I don't think this was the platform I initially envisaged. So Greg basically sent me a message and it was a screenshot of a game and it's not dissimilar to those if you're a Five Live fan. Um, you may have listened to the show on a Saturday morning, which is called Fighting Talk. And in Fighting Talk, they do defend the indefensible. And it's usually things like you know x embattled manager is the person to lead you know they should keep their job and lead x team to a brighter future or you know this athlete is the best person for this or this athlete or the other way around you know like incredibly successful athlete a is past their prime and you have to basically defend it defend the position for a minute and they get about 30 seconds notice (laughs) okay Um, so Greg has sent me an idea for a game which is called Don't Get Me Started. And basically you give someone else a random topic um, and they have to go on an angry rant about it for as long as they can. Um, and it's... See, this is such a shame that Tree's not here because parties he's been rights And all sorts. So what I would like you to do, listeners, send us topics. Okay. Send me, send, DM the page some topics. And uh, we will don't get me started on uh, on a couple of shows. We'll see how we get on. Or maybe we'll do it at Flag and New Year. Maybe we will approach people at Flag and New Year with our little camera and we will ask you to don't get me started on and we'll uh, we'll create some we'll create some magic. But yeah, so that's the game. Um, don't get me started. Give us a topic. Don't get Greg started on. Bang. I was, I, was, I was going to say, Bez, you're you're getting potential guests for next week's show quite worried about what they might encounter. Ah, uh, yeah, that's true. We should probably yeah. get them to confirm they're coming on before we release the show. Um, before before we, you know, give them a potential gauntlet. Yeah, absolutely. Of absolutely. speaking unaided on a subject that they know nothing about with thirty seconds notice. Yeah, I mean, come on, it's not that hard, is it? What could what could go wrong? What could possibly go wrong? Family show. So, <laughs> yeah, fantastic, fantastic. So I think that might be that might be all I have. Is that all you have? I mean, there's yeah. I mean, there's always more. There's always more, but 
We'll save we'll save trouble well, another day. This this is just to whet the appetite for the new year, knowing fine that there's a proper preview coming next week where we might even have a Mr. Anderson. Oh. Um and where we might have some hijinks. I would sus- I would say that hijinks are almost guaranteed. <laughs> you know what? I might have to. I might have to make a a scheduled slot for this every week. This might be quite fun to do. You know, talking about flag football every once in a while. You should enjoy it. You should enjoy it. Yeah. Hijinks and shenanigans are are guaranteed. So before we go, Greg, I'm going to ask you. I'll tell you what, I'll I'll give you time to think. I'll give you more than thirty seconds. Okay. Obviously, oh, right. okay. this is our first show of the new year, and yes. we just had Christmas. Okay. And Christmas is well known as a time for pulling crackers and getting jokes. So, Greg, oh. I'm going to tell you my favorite joke that I got at my Christmas cracker this year. And then I was just wondering if you had uh, could remember any of yours. So, the joke, Greg, if you're ready, is what do you call an old snowman? A puddle. Close. The answer was water. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know what? I'm. But every time you put me in the spot, my mind just goes blank. There was another uh, one, which is why is Banda been Santa? Why has Santa been banned from sooty chimneys? I have absolutely no idea. His carbon why footprint. Santa... Oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that one's it's a, it's not a, so good. Christmas, yeah. Christmas. I feel, I feel this is definitely one where we need um, need trees book. So. Yeah, yeah, exactly. His little sh- oh, what's that? I've got the shelf of books up now as well. I could, I could find a spot for a a good little uh, for a good old. I mean, you are a dad now, so really, you should no, have exactly, a dad joke. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that was that was the uh, that was the Christmas cracker that uh, that I had. So yeah, I think that is. I'll tell you what, Bess, I've just done a quick search for for, oh. for some New Year's jokes for you. Okay, okay. So why do you need a jeweler on New Year's Eve? Why do you need a a jeweler on New Year's Eve? I don't know, Greg. Why do you need a jeweler on New Year's Eve? To ring in the new year. Ah, oh. oh, he's back, ladies and gentlemen. Greg ah. Sim is back on the podcast, and that is how we are going to end the first week of 2024. So, thank you very much for spending some time with us on the way we HNC it. So, it is goodbye from Greg. Goodbye, and it is goodbye from me. That is the way we HNC it. Remember that you can be sure to never miss an episode of The Way We HNC It by subscribing on whatever platform you listen on and ensuring that you leave us a couple of stars as a review. Um, To be honest, we're not entirely sure what that does, but if you enjoy the show, 
give us some decent stars and tell your friends. And if you don't enjoy the show, then com- feel completely free to tell nobody about it. You tried, you didn't like it, but hey, at least you tried and at least we got here. And to be honest, you must have liked it a little bit because at the, here at the end of the show, you're still listening. Speak soon, everyone. Have a great week.